Hello, everyone. Dr. Alan Mishra here again with another episode of the Vitality Explorer podcast. The purpose of the podcast, as always, is to optimize vitality one person at a time. We're going to start, as we typically do, with a quote. And this one is from Henry David Thoreau. Quote, advance confidently in the direction of your dreams. Advanced confidently in the direction of your dreams. That's, again, from Henry David Thoreau. Our goal here is to provide uh, readers on the Vitality Explorer Substack site and listeners here to this podcast with the latest scientific information about how to improve their physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. If you enjoy what you're listening to, please share this with your friends. Please leave us a five-star rating on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this week, we're going to go over three topics like we typically do, and we're going to add in something new. For each topic, I'm going to try to give the listeners an action exercise. So uh, the goal isn't just to provide you with information. It's to try to spur people into action because uh, on Vitality Explorers, we believe that vitality is a skill and vitality is a gift you can only give yourself by taking ownership over your decisions. So passive listening is out and active listening with action is in moving forward. So let's start with the inspirational Las Vegas sphere. Well, we are going to start with the inspirational Las Vegas sphere. Then we're going to take eight steps to dreaming greatly. And then we're going to finish with exercise as the natural pain or anti-inflammatory pill. So the Las Vegas sphere, and I encourage everybody to look at the Vitality Explorer Substack site, is amazing. I was delighted to be able to see this last weekend. It stands 366 feet tall, 515 feet wide. Honestly, it looks like a cosmic bowling ball on steroids or a bowling ball on cosmic steroids. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I was really fortunate to go see you two there in concert last weekend. There's a video that I put up online, and there are several videos that I put up on the Vitality Explorer Substack site that I encourage you to review. But I wanted to learn of how this thing came about. How did this gigantic sphere in the middle of the Las Vegas desert start? And here's the interesting story. It started with a sketch by a guy named James Dolan, D-O-L-A-N. And Mr. Dolan is the executive chair of Madison Square Gardens Entertainment, and Madison Square Garden, also known as MSG, uh, is uh, a large arena in the middle of New York City. And Mr. Dolan's also the owner of the New York Knicks NBA team. But he, I think it's now six, maybe seven years ago, wanted to reinvent live entertainment. And he started working with one of his business partners to create what he wanted to have as like a colossal event center. And he wanted to do it in the middle of Vegas, right? So they knew Vegas rewards bold and innovative projects. And they started putting out their ideas in just little forms of shapes. And here's the crazy, here's the crazy thing. You can, again, look up the references on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. But they, they had pictures of like a gigantic muffin, a pyramid, a box, and then Dolan just basically drew a stick figure inside a circle and said, I want to build a giant sphere. And he was told when he first thought of this that having an event center where especially like concerts were going to go on would be impossible. It'd be impossible because the sound would be terrible. You know, think about that. If you're in a gigantic cavernous sphere, that how do you, how do you have a musical experience for that if people are way up in the rafters? 
And how do you support such a structure? And of course, the cost would be staggering. All right. And so here's one of the titles of one of the articles that I reviewed for the Post. James, James Dolan's $2.3 billion sphere is raising eyebrows. Okay. And the soon to be open arena, already the weirdest draw in Vegas, but it might also be the future of entertainment. So Mr. Mr. Dolan ignored the critics and dreamed greatly. He believed in the impossible. And it took him, I think, seven years, as we just said, $2.3 billion to complete this. And this is in the middle or through all of COVID, right? So obviously it was technically challenging. There's a lot of issues with supply chains, even when they got going on the thing. But that, just building, just building the thing was just part one. Um, he knew that he'd have to have a stellar act to launch his globe's face or globe-sized uh, entertainment rocket ship. Uh, and he, importantly, he wanted everybody, as we talked about, and I think the, the number that I found is that this, the sphere holds 18,600 people. He wanted every single one of them to have an amazing experience. And that's when he had to turn to a German company called Holoplot, H-O-L-O-P-L-O-T, Holoplot. And what this company in Germany had figured out is that they could focus sound. So each person in the arena could have a, what they called a targeted audio experience. So you could be in the middle of the arena, you could be off to the side, you could be high, you could be low, and the system could, could project the sound in a way that it would feel like you were right there. So here's, here's the New York Post, Post review of the sound at the Sphere. Quote, one of the world's most intricate audio systems is powering the sphere. Vibrations and kick drums are palpable, yet not overwhelming. And the same can be said for the show's volume. Quote, it strikes a Goldilocks decibel of not blowing out eardrums, yet still making a profound statement. Adding another sense to the mix, a gentle yet artificial breeze will cross your path in tune with what's on display from time to time. The end result... Essentially, every seat stands as the best seat in the house. So that's, that's again, from the New York Post. So that's part two. You had to build the sound, right? Part three was the vision or the visuals. So they turned to this guy named Marco Brambilla, Brambilla, B-R-A-M-B-I-L-L-A, Brambilla. Uh, and he was a filmmaker and visual artist in London. And he was commissioned to create the visuals. So originally, you know, they said, I think this was just in, if I'm correct, January of 2023, they were trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to put in this show? And he said, well, if you give me six months, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> they basically said, you got to do this in three months. So Mr. Bram Billa then turned to artificial intelligence and specific AI tools like Stable Diffusion and Dolly to help create the visuals. And, the, and, and what, what it amounts to is, the epic concert was basically transformed into a crazy virtual reality world, but you didn't have to wear the goggles. So, so Dolan started off with this, you know, basically sketch figure of a stick man inside a circle, spent seven years, $2.3 billion, created a whole new sound system, created a whole new visual system. And I can tell you from being there, it was unbelievable. My expectations were off the chart. My expectations were... That's probably going to be good, but not great. It was way better than great. I encourage you to, again, you can look on any YouTube channel. Or you can look on the Vitality Explorer Substack site or my Instagram handle is at Dare to be Vital. You'll see a video up there as well. But what I was really impressed with is his relentless pursuit 
of the impossible. It's obviously inspiring. And now he's dreaming of opening spheres in London and New York City. And here's what I learned. Number one, the Las Vegas sphere is a verified vitality enhancer. And visiting the sphere was super inspiring. Um, it helped me continue to believe that dreams can be transformed into reality. So he has a sketch figure in a tiny note notebook, turns it into reality. But you must take the long view. You can't. Uh, you have to also be able to ignore the people who use that word "impossible." So what? So here's the action item. Again, we're going to be talking about specific things, but I want an action item for everything we talk about moving forward. Because so it's not not good enough just to learn about how to be vital. We got to take action to be vital. So push pause today. This is the weird part about taking action. The pause button is what I want people to think about. Take five, take 10 minutes, take 15 minutes and think about what you could do if you dreamed greatly, okay? What is your inspiring Vegas Sphere project? Who would you collaborate to accomplish that dream? And remember, remember, patience and determination will be required to fight through the many challenges that will arise when you seek to execute on your dream. So pull out a notebook, piece of paper, chat with a friend, just do anything but dream greatly. Okay, so that's that's part one today. And part two is directly connected to part one because in addition to pushing pause, which we're gonna reiterate a little bit here, is eight specific steps to dreaming greatly. And these are kind of the lessons that I learned. Um, and there's a very cool picture of uh, YouTube performing uh, at the sphere and the, 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 the stage was like a turntable that rotated, an old school turntable. And, and one, of the, one of the pictures I put on the Vitality Explorer Substack site is this gigantic, we're talking you know, maybe 50 feet high um, letters and, and one of the, the uh, words they put up there was believe. But the middle of believe, B-E-L-I-E-V-E -E -E, is lie. So it's kind of a re really ironically cool picture. Um, so as we talked about in the first first discussion point, you two performing at the sphere, I think, is a prime example of dreaming greatly. And we did explore the genesis of it. But the eight steps and these, again, are very specific steps. And we're going to go through these slowly, but purposefully to dreaming greatly. We talked about the first one. Take number one, take time to reflect Again, pause and think about what your biggest dream would be. There's a video on the, on the site that you can look at from the concert to help inspire you. But then again, spend 10, 15 minutes just doing it, just thinking about it. Second step, sort of talked about this one already, write it down. It's not good enough just to think about something. You got to write it down. When you write something down, when you reduce something to pen and paper or even typing it, you get to clarify your thoughts. You get to clarify your feelings about what your dream may be. And, and, and this is so important. We often forget about it. We often say, yeah, I want to dream about that. Well, write it down. Put it down in a notebook. Put it down on a three by five card. Here's the third one. Have a bias towards action. Once you've defined your dream, once you've refined and defined your dream, start taking steps toward it. I don't care if it's a millimeter. Take a step in the direction of your dreams. Remember, remember what we talked about as the quote for the day here. Advance confidently in the direction of your dreams from Henry David Thoreau, right? So it doesn't say advance like, you know, by leaps and bounds, but take one step, one confident step towards your dream every single day and you will be marching towards it faster than you think. And that begins by having a bias towards action. The number four uh, suggestion I have for dreaming greatly is super important. And that is bet on yourself. 
okay? I'm here to encourage you, but I can't help you bet on yourself. Only you can help bet on yourself. So the nanosecond, the nanosecond you bet on yourself, your confidence soars. When you believe in your own ability to deliver on your dream, you are going to be closer to it. So look in the mirror, affirm your commitment to achieving your dream. And that commitment is so important because it helps you be resilient when you're facing obstacles. Again, when I put this together for the Vitality Explorer Substack site, I put up another 20-second video that really was quite inspiring, um, and I encourage you to check that out. Number five on this list of Daring Greatly suggestions is to double down on discipline. And that's actually one of the chapters in my Dare to Be Vital book, which you can find online. But in, in order to execute on a dream, you really must be disciplined. And that is especially important in the context of doubt. When you face doubt, you need to rely on your commitment. So suggestion, commit to working on your dream for at least 10 minutes every single day. Keep, keep a track, keep an Excel spreadsheet, write it down somewhere. I did my 10 minutes. Check, check, check. All right. Six, optimize your time. So when we think about our, you know, doing our, you know, executing our, on our dreams, we don't really always think about optimizing our time. But here's why it's important. Time, as we've talked about many times, is your most precious non-renewable resource. It's your most precious non-renewable resource or asset. And if you think with time in mind, you're going to start making better choices with how you spend your time and aligning them with your dream. Step one to optimizing your time, say no more often. Two, Stop complaining and gossiping. Three, avoid energy vampires, which are people or things that suck your blood or your bone marrow or your energy. And four, embrace energy angels. Surround yourself with people or things that really help you believe more in yourself. Doing all those things will free up time to work on your dream. All right, number seven, embrace a vital lifestyle. This is not really well discussed, okay? If you want to execute on your dream, I think it's crucial that you recognize vitality is essential as you move forward. And taking care of your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being increases the odds of you getting closer to that dream. So push pause, get some sleep, get some exercise, uh, take a tranquility time out, connect with your friends, go to a religious service or do some meditation, all of that will help you. Relentless, unrelenting work. Sort of redundant right there, obviously. But working all the time without a break does not always make it better. All right? And that's in, in the context of the final one, which is to consider sleep a superpower. So I used to ignore that, but now it's sleep is sacrosanct. So it's incredibly important for restoring function, rewiring your brain, and conserving energy. But I also think it's important that it helps with your, obviously, your overall well-being, but crucially with your cognitive function. And as you go to sleep, implant something in your brain that says, hey, I, want, I need to solve this problem. This is sort of an, an inception thing. I don't know if anybody likes that uh, Christopher Nolan movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, but do it to yourself. Implant a little thought in your head just as you're going to sleep to say, I'm going to try and solve this problem overnight. I don't know if, I know that sounds a little crazy, but I think there's some value in trying to project that you can come up with a solution for it. Okay, so let's just quickly review the eight steps to dreaming greatly. Number one, take time to reflect. Number two, write it down. Number three, have a bias towards action. Number four, bet on yourself. Number five, double down on discipline. Number six, optimize your time. Number seven, embrace a vital lifestyle. Number eight, consider sleep a superpower. 
Okay, so those are the two things that I learned. I am just incredibly blessed, lucky to have been there. If you get a chance to go see you two at the Sphere in Las Vegas, do it. Check out the Vitality Explorer Substack site for videos and pictures from this. Or you can also uh, follow me on, at Dare to be Vital on Instagram, and I put some pictures up there. Uh, let's finish this week's Vitality Explorer podcast with exercise, the natural pain pill, or how exercise can reduce inflammation in knee osteoarthritis patients. Now, if your knee is swollen or inflamed, that causes pain. I've seen thousands and thousands of patients with knee, knee pain and knee, knee arthritis. But if your knee is swollen or infl- and or inflamed, it hurts, okay? So reducing that pain and, re- and trying to increase function are obviously the primary goals for any patient who has you know, knee arthritis. And I used to, you know, many years ago, I used to prescribe anti-inflammatory medication as an initial treatment. Now I prescribe exercise as a primary treatment. And I was delighted. I'm telling you, overwhelmed, super excited when I found this paper that shows that exercise can function as a natural anti-inflammatory pill. And as a bonus, it can improve our memory. So the title of this paper was, ex- quote, Exercise-Induced Effects on Inflammatory Markers and Brain-Derived Neurotrophic Factor in Patients with Knee Osteoarthritis, a Systematic Review with Meta-Analysis. Okay? So here's the, here's the deal. They looked at 20, this a meta-analysis is a, a, is a review of studies, and in this particular meta-analysis, reviewed 21 studies and included 1,374 knee arthritis patients. And here's the primary conclusion, quote, Exercise induces anti-inflammatory effects in blood and joint in the blood and joints of patients with knee arthritis. Let me slow down and say that again because this is actually profound. Exercise induces anti-inflammatory effects in the blood and the joints of patients with knee arthritis. Pretty crazy, right? That's not a drug, that's not an injection, that's not a surgery. But exercise has been shown by these studies to have anti-inflammatory effects. Now, the mechanisms by which it reduces inflammation have not been well documented. But there's a lot of research that has confirmed inflammation-modifying molecules are released when we contract our muscles or exercise. These are known as myokines. We've talked about these before on Vitality Explorers. There's an interesting graphic of exactly what happens in knee osteoarthritis patients when they exercise in terms of acute exercise Uh, effects in both trained and untrained individuals and whether certain biomarkers go up or down, also in the context of long-term exercise-induced effects. Let me just review some of the summary of this, and this is from this this paper. Um, Number one, myokine release, remember those are molecules that are released when we exercise, is more pronounced with strength training compared to aerobic training. Number two, Blood, the, the blood inflammatory marker, CRP, which is also known as C-reactive protein, was decreased with long-term exercise. Number three, joint inflammatory markers uh, decreased and anti-inflammatory markers increased with exercise over time. Let me say that last one. So basically inside your joint, if you exercise, the inflammatory markers went down and the anti-inflammatory markers went up. Does that sound like a cortisone injection? It does, doesn't it? So you decrease the inflammation and you increase 
the, um, you decrease the overall inflammation and you increase the anti-inflammation. So exercise, I, maybe I should have titled this exercise is like a cortisone shot. That's a better idea <laughs> because I think that's actually kind of what it is, but it comes with a great kicker. And that is that exercise induces the release of BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And that molecule is connected to new nerve connections in our brain and improved memory. And here's an interesting finding from the paper. Increased BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, was found in female participants who, who completed a 12-week walking program. So just walking for 12 weeks increased the, the BDN, BDNF in these uh, female uh, research participants. And then the paper went on to discuss the link between arthritis, obesity, and inflammation. And this is also not well known, but fat functions as an endocrine organ. And so fat releases its own. Muscles do release little comp components, but fat releases pro-inflammatory molecules. And that's actually quite interesting because the knee contains a protective fat pad that's right behind the kneecap. And that fat can produce inflammatory uh, molecules at the local joint level and stimulate the progression of those bad things like swelling and, degener and the degenerative arthritic process. The paper also took a, took a little bit of a shot at the wildly popular new weight loss drugs and um, the medications have really kind of a nasty side effect. And, and this is a quote from a different reference, but Ozempic can cause major loss of muscle mass and reduce bone density. But the paper's opinion about this is, quote, it should be noted that interventions focused solely on weight loss as a treatment for osteoarthritis may negatively impact muscle mass strength and consequently mobility. So yes, these drugs are amazing because they have helped a lot of people lose weight, but it does come at the expense of muscle and it comes at the expense of more muscle than other types of weight loss. So this is quite interesting. Here are the final conclusions from the meta-analysis investigation. Number one, exercise in knee osteoarthritis patients triggers an anti-inflammatory reaction, making it an effective treatment for many patients. Number two, this anti-inflammatory reaction occurs within the joint and also in the blood, not just in the, in the blood, but also in the joint. And number three, the final conclusion, exercise can be considered a safe intervention because no exacerbation of inflammation was observed. So people with arthritis who participate in certain types of exercise protocols were able to gain the benefits of this without causing their joints to get inflamed. So what that, what that has allowed me to say is exercise is a safe and effective way to reduce the inflammatory biomarkers in the osteoarthritis. I've treated thousands and thousands of patients with knee arthritis, and I can independently confirm that exercise works. I have to, I however, need to convince my patients of its value sometimes. So I think this new research is super important. As I said, I'm very excited about this paper because it's going to help me um, in my quest to treat patients with the least invasive, most effective treatments. And, and, and here's what I'm gonna to say to my patients moving forward. Uh, Quote, exercise in knee arthritis patients results in a reduction of inflammation. This anti-inflammatory action of exercise is mediated by the release of powerful molecules called myokines. Exercise also results in the result of BDNF, a powerful molecule that helps stimulate the brain and our memory, unquote. Okay, so it's, it's absolutely crucial that each patient, and it's variable, it's highly variable, what a patient can tolerate. So I don't have any specific protocol that I can share because every patient's a little different. Some can tolerate more than others, but it's clear to me exercise is an underutilized treatment option. 
And, and some of these do not involve going to fancy physical and fa frankly expensive physical therapy protocols, which are, are really difficult because there's not a lot of um, options for some of these uh, in certain places, parts of the country right now because it's just too busy. But little amounts matter, okay? Um, and one of the most important things is just to turn your quadriceps muscle on. So if you haven't used your knee in a long time, it's, it's like sort of jump-starting the motor. Uh, and the muscle is quite dysfunctional in people who have chronic knee pain or chronic arthritis. That led me to develop something I call the quad crunch. And it's a very simple exercise with your heel on the ground, your knee extended, and you push your knee, straightening it out to try and activate the quad and specifically one component of the quad called the VMO or vastus medialis obliquus. And you can look for the video that's up online to see that in more detail. So I hope you've enjoyed this week's Vitality Explorers. Please, please consider becoming a paid member or subscriber to Vitality Explorers on the Substack site to gain access to over 400 posts and podcasts. This week we, we covered a lot. Uh, one of the things was the inspirational Las Vegas sphere and then eight steps to dreaming greatly. And then we finished with exercises and natural pain or natural anti-inflammatory pill. I think I should have said exercise is the new cortisone shot. Maybe that's, as I said, a better way of dealing with it. Let's review that quote from Henry David Thoreau as we close. Quote, advance confidently in the direction of your dreams. I hope you do that this week. I hope you take action with some of these things that we've talked about uh, in terms of uh, if you have knee uh, knee pain or knee arthritis. Uh, this is a disclaimer. This is for informational purposes only. Check with your doctor about anything before beginning an exercise regimen. But whatever you're doing, have a bias towards action. And until next time, get out there and dare to be vital. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this widely with your friends, family, and colleagues. Have a wonderful week.